Hello and welcome to the Talking Crops podcast brought to you by AgFacts.com, addressing your ag questions with interviews. I'm your host, Chip Ward, and I'm happy to have Drew Ellis on the show today, who's with Dow AgroSciences. You might know him from Twitter as Mid-South Ag Guy. He's going to talk with us about managing sugarcane aphids and grain sorghum, specifically how you should be applying Transform. And Drew, just to start things off, how are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you very much. Now, Drew, can you explain exactly what you do over at Dow, just what your day-to-day operations are? Yes, I'm a market development specialist. And what that pretty much entails is I support uh, from technical side of our crop protection portfolio, all of our herbicides, insecticides, uh, fungicides, and nitrogen stabilizers uh, for the Mid-South District, so pretty much uh, up and down the, the uh, Mississippi River on both sides of the Delta region. So uh, you've definitely got a lot of experience with this. Now, uh, Drew, we've been talking to entomologists, and they seem to be working out the thresholds for applying Transform. And I was wondering, from a company standpoint, what would you say is the recommended threshold before you apply Transform? Yes, we have uh, reviewed a lot of that data, uh, created uh, trials ourselves, put out trials ourselves, looking at the proper um, timing you know, to really target uh, sprays and transform for uh, control sugarcane aphid, and we're pretty much in agreement with what uh, most of our university uh, state specialists are recommending. Anywhere in that 20 to 30 percent of the infested uh, plants having, you know, 50 aphids or more. <clears throat> so that that pretty much has been, uh, you know, the go-to this year. Last year it's probably a little bit higher, and I think we all learned from that mistake last year of waiting a little bit too long. So I think that's one thing that we've all involved uh, from the university to, to internally as our company is that you don't want to get uh, behind this pest and you don't want to uh, allow it to explode in these hot, dry days we get later in the summer, July and August. Right. It seems like this pest really thrives. Now, uh, Drew, j- just to be realistic, there's going to be times where people aren't going to be able to apply uh things the way that they should be, especially during this time of the year. And in a perfect world, how would you like to see Transform applied for sugarcane aphids in terms of uh, carrier volume and nozzle tips? And is there a optimal time of the day to apply? Certainly. The uh, timing, of, <clears throat> timing of application we mentioned there before, the um, next important uh, recommendation that we we make is of course coverage uh it's very crucial with how this pest infests a grain sorghum crop by number one like most aphids it is on the bottom side of the leaves so direct contact with the insecticide is becomes more difficult but really what really makes it the hardest to uh to get adequate coverage is the fact that this pest starts off on the bottom towards the bottom leaves of the plant so deeper down in the canopy uh, therefore uh, making the, you know, a heavy, thick canopy crop like grain sorghum is makes it much more difficult to get the sprays or treatment down to them. So we, we commonly recommend if you have a ground application that you go out with a 15 to 20 GPA <clears throat> would be optimal. If you can get 10 GPA, you um, are at the minimum area there for ground rig. And But we understand most people have a difficulty in, in getting uh, a ground rig through we're getting across a large amount of acres, so they have to go with a air aerial application, and uh, we recommend anywhere from five to ten GPA there. Ten being better, 
especially later in the season where you have a dense, heavy canopy, or you know maybe you got behind uh, the ball a little bit on getting out there at that threshold, and maybe the aphids got away from you a little bit. The more coverage, the more volume of application that you can put out there, the better result. Going back to the question, is is there an optimal time of the day to apply transform? As far as optimal time uh, for this pest to be impacted, there is not. For aphids, I mean, they're pretty much active majority of the daylight time. Um, you know, we definitely would not recommend applying an insecticide, you know, extremely late in the day but or extremely early in the morning. But there's nothing really to restrict it from a time of day standpoint in that, you know, in the efficacy of the products like Transform uh, works very well morning, uh, noon, or afternoon. Drew, we're at a time of the year where a lot of people are grappling with the decision of whether to treat aphids before harvest aids or include Transform with the harvest aid or just to do nothing at all. How do you think people should be making this decision? No doubt with this test, um, you know, just in 2013, it's a relatively new test. We're learning so much about this test every year. But what we have found out, and it came from the very first uh, first cases of uh, aphids being uh, seen in a field in Louisiana in 2013, they were at harvest. Uh, they you know, didn't even know the aphids were there until they started harvesting and they started having uh, extreme difficulty in the harvesting efficiency. Uh, they pretty much had to stop. Uh, the combine, the throat of the combine was just uh, clogged up with sticky, gummy mess uh, and just uh, pretty much lost the field because they just could not harvest it because of so much heavy aphid presence there with the honeydew that they just secrete as well as the sooty uh, uh, mold it forms. So that that we learned on very early, and the question we get all the time is: Is a harvest aid, you know, application of glyphosate or, or maybe even sodium chlorate, you know, is there a benefit if I'm going to kill the crop? Well, the first thing I go to is if you can't get that harvest aid uh, into the plant, okay, because of the sooty mold, that black moldy appearance that the uh, bacteria, the fungi, actually is feeding upon that honeydew with aphids, with aphids secrete, then you have to either reapply, you have to wait for rain to wash it off. But ultimately, if you don't kill the, the root cause, which is the aphids that are producing it, you're going to continually have that issue as long as that plant uh, is uh, surviving, I guess, and providing some sort of substance for food. So that's the last thing I want to leave you here with is just because you do... Uh, defoliate or, or somewhat have a harvest aid out there that drives the leaves down, the last thing that I guess drives down is the stem or the peduncle um, up into the head of the crop, which is where you're going to be harvesting, where your grain is. And that doesn't dry down until uh, pretty much the crop's almost out. It's the hardest thing to actually kill. And that's what we really want to recommend, folks, if you're going out something like Transform. Uh, if you do uh, mix it with your harvest aid, we've seen a great benefit of it. It's your last opportunity to rid that crop of this aphid and to be able to make sure that you don't have any issues uh, with harvesting efficiency. I know you touched on um, how combines were getting clogged uh, back in, I guess, last year in 2013. But this year we don't really seem to be hearing about combines getting clogged because of the honeydew. And do you think that's an indication that people are doing a better job at controlling aphids this year? Overall, this year, I'll say, based upon, you know, like I mentioned before, the um, 
fast ramp up that we've had to learn about this test year to year, learning in the field. Uh, many times, you know, research trials don't tell us everything, but we have uh, learned a lot over the last two years as far as IPM principles. So, you know, not spraying pyrethroids haphazardly, not doing it just because we can or we used to spray in pyrethroids. So being careful there not to kill the beneficials and allowing them to, to really manage this pest more. And we've seen that. We've seen people reduce the number of sprays in the field. Uh, a transform, let's say, uh, you know, for controlling and targeting aging because the beneficials have been preserved and they're doing a very good job. And I think that really goes back, you know, to, to, to growers managing this pest from a standpoint of, of understanding, you know, when to timely apply a product, what to put out there. Because, you know, it's not only just aphids that they're worried about. They're worried about midge. They're worried about worms. Really bad uh, worms this year. It seemed like bull worms, especially in Arkansas. Uh, they saw a big uh, flight uh, through July. Instead of somebody coming out there to pyrethroid or something that's very uh, disruptive, uh, they were using things like Blackhawk and, and uh, products that were a little bit less, uh, more selective and not flaring uh, this aphid. And that really helped out, I think, overall in, in managing this pest. And I think that's something we can take from this year to next year and, and, and really work on an IPM approach to manage this pest because. Uh, we can't go back to what we did in 2014 where uh, people that had the Section 18s or transformed really got uh, behind, and it almost wasn't enough. I mean, it, was, it did perform well. Uh, when you have to make three applications and a crop like grain sorghum, the commodity prices may not always be the greatest. It really puts a strain on the grower. So a day we don't spray is good, and more we can keep that beneficial working and not save it by not spraying the pyrethroids and slaring them uh, really is a... Uh, a good thing for the grower at the end of the day. I've got one last question for you, and is there any value in rotating another product in your sugarcane aphid control program other than Transform? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you look at um, the potential for resistance building up with aphids, if you utilize one product for uh, too long and uh, you expose that, that test only to one class of chemistry, uh, you're going to produce resistance and then that product, whether it be Transform or a new product like Spavanto, um, that's now available through Section 3, is going to uh, provide, you know, the grower is going to provide the market as a whole more longevity in controlling this pest. We, we don't know how long the sugarcane aphid will be around. It come quick. It shifted out of uh, sugarcane in 2013, and it looks to be here to stay. As long as acres remain high, uh, it's going to be a pest we have to deal with. So certainly rotating chemistry is very valuable, you know, alternating in these classes of chemistry and transform the Savanto or vice versa. It's going to be beneficial um, to the industry as well as to the grower in a long-term standpoint of managing this severe, uh, severe pest in grain soil. Well, Drew, I'd like to thank you so much for doing this interview, and um, hopefully we can keep in touch in the future. We well, appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'd just like to invite everybody to uh, don't take it lightly with this last uh, closing days here. We're getting close to harvest, but uh, this pest is I'm sure to make it something you have to deal with until the, the crop is out of the field. So uh, thank you and have a good day. All right, you too. Thanks, Drew. At AgFacts, we're serious about crops. Connect to crop production, marketing info, and weather reports at agfax.com. That's A-G-F-A-X.com. We'll keep you informed. Copyright AgFacts, LLC. All rights reserved.